This is Everything Hurts and I'm Dying, the podcast to remind you that health and fitness is for everyone. It doesn't have to be miserable. You're allowed to enjoy yourself. Join me, your host, Julia Krause, as we navigate together through the world of toxic fitness, six-pack abs, Instagram booties, and no days off to find real human experiences. Our world is different. It is inclusive and accessible. It is fun and challenging. It is friendly and supportive. It is open, real, honest, vulnerable, and brave. Everyone's journey of health and fitness is different, as it should be, and I'm here to help you along on yours. Welcome. You belong here. Everything hurts and I'm dying. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to Everything Hurts and I'm Dying. I'm your host, Julia Krause, and please forgive me for laughing my ass off before this episode (laughs) even starts. We're coming in having the best time ever. I am here with the amazing, wonderful Christy Savetta. Christy, say hi. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. And yes, I've already left a, a buttload and it's just going to continue it's just going to continue i also love your podcast name it Aww. honestly is just it describes every training session i've ever had <laughs> i know oh my gosh it's so fun. okay we'll we'll get we'll all there. that we'll okay there, uh christy why don't you tell everybody about yourself and what you're doing sure here. sure um so my name is christy i like long walks at the beach and cosmos um my ties i mean my oh very nice yeah, yeah. my ties are also very good um but why I'm here, probably more relevant. Um, I am a powerlifter. Um, I have been lifting for the last 10 years or so. I'm a six-time British national champion across two different weight classes um, and have had represented Team Great Britain in the world stage about, well, this will be my seventh year representing them, which is pretty cool. Um, My background is in lifting for sure, but I'm also, um, I was a crisis counselor, wellness coach. I'm a consultant on the commercial and revenue side of things. Most of the stuff that I do right now focuses in around well-being and mental health, and it's been really cool kind of finding that intersection with lifting recently. So hopefully I can bring some of that today. I'm so excited. (laughs) Today's episode is going to be amazing. We're going to be talking about the usual topics, of course, but then we're also going to be talking a lot about sort of mental health and lifting in general and like mindset and kind of digging into all of that. So great. It's going to be a really great episode. I am so excited. Everything hurts and I'm dying. (laughs) Okay, so uh, welcome back, guys. Uh, So we're here with Christy, and we are going to just get right into it, to be honest. Christy, how's your week? What have we been training? What have we been focusing on? Very good questions. Week's been good. Week's been good. Um, Not as blisteringly, like, hot this week, so that's been awesome for training. Um, I was on vacation last week. Oh, Uh, fun. I did manage to train the entire time, which I'm wildly proud about. Where'd you go? I went to Morzine in France. Oh. French Alps. It was really fun. That's was, amazing. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. So I tried to balance, you know, leg sessions with like hiking days and stuff. So I didn't have to, oh, nice. you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> the, the, the usual calculations. But this week, um, I uh, it's just like a basic training week for me. I'm taking a little bit easy on the back half of the week because on Saturday, we've got a GB squad training session. So I need to feel relatively fresh for that because I'd like to do some like max out of lifts and stuff and just do a bit of testing, see where I'm at. Nice. Yeah. Can I ask about some of your numbers? Can I ask about what we're we're kind of looking for this Saturday in terms of testing maxes. Oh, sure, sure. Go ahead. All right. Well, <laughs> tell me more. Was that the question? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, great. Um, so uh, my current squat max is 222.5 kilos in a competition. Okay. I'd like this set. I've squatted about 230 um, in regular training before. 
Um, so this weekend, I'd like to match that and or see if I can progress up, see what 240 feels like okay. on my back, just kind of see how that goes. It might just go down. Who knows? <laughs> you might go down with it. I might go down we with it. Know. Or it might stand back up. So, <laughs> so I'm going to try that. We're going to go uh-huh. down, and then we're going to go back up. We're going to attempt the backup yeah. part. Yeah, Good. 100%. Good. So, I, hear, I hear that's key, is the going back up part. Yeah, they don't really give you many points for just going down. <laughs> yeah, and that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it's like 50%, right? You I mean, go down, it's, it's and fair. then you come back it's up. Fair. I mean, with that mentality, I feel like I should get at least 50% of the points, exactly. but it just doesn't work that way. It's, it's not just fair. Doesn't work that way. It's not no. fair. Life's not fair. Total shame. <laughs> and uh, I'm also going to bench press this weekend, and I might deadlift. My bench max at the moment is 140 kilos in a competition. Nice. Um, I've pressed 150 in training, so again, this weekend, I'd aim for like 150, 155, 160, just kind of see how it feels. And then for deadlift, my max is 195 kilos, nice. um, and I've got like no idea what I'm aiming for this weekend. It'd be nice to... Uh, break 200 but to also push myself so much on the squat max i'm not really sure how far i'll get with deadlift so yeah we will see but oh breaking 200s like the next that's the next hundos, baby i know i'd I be so it. pumped i'm so pumped so wait so that's a huge discrepancy between your squat total and your deadlift total what's mm-hmm. what's what is that discrepancy and why oh, very good question so i was going to try to think of something witty but i couldn't so instead <laughs> i'll just tell you what the reality we'll is there. we'll get we'll there we'll get there yeah um so i am equipped powerlifter um okay. not what does that a mean? powerlifter so um in equipped powerlifting there are a number of different types of like assistance mechanisms you use it's actually the original form of powerlifting when powerlifting first became a sport. OG powerlifting. That's pretty much what it is, but now they call it equipped, which is fine. But <laughs> we all have issues. Um, <laughs> but equipped powerlifting is is great. Uh, you essentially wear like these suits that are a little bit tighter. You wear um, wraps around your knees. You obviously wear belts, wrist straps, things like that. When mm-hmm. you bench press, you're in kind of this like compression shirt. And essentially what it does is it, like provides resistance against the bar. Yes. Um, and so it allows you to lift more. Right. Okay. So I'm not really too sure, for example, what all my maxes are. But let's say I think my bench press max is about 100 kilos raw. Okay. So okay. just me and the bar. Raw. Got nothing it. else. Raw. Classic is another way that people describe it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Classic. classic. Um, but equipped, it's I add about 50 kilos on top of that. So it's it's a relatively big change. Mm-hmm. And you often get a lot more out of a squat suit and like the squat apparati, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Apparati? Apparatuses. Apparatus. <laughs> Multiple well, apparatuses. Squat stuff. Let's stuff, just say stuff. stuff. Apparatus. Uh-huh. Yeah, keep going, keep going. You're we're, fine, we're you're fine. Together. You tend to get more out of that than you do out of your deadlift suit. So my my uh, raw deadlift is heavier than my raw squat, for yeah, example. But I, I, it, it, it usually is. It usually is. Yeah. But in equipped lifting, often it's different. So That's so interesting. It's super, super interesting. Um, and it's, it's really fun and it's like a whole sport onto itself. And a lot of people don't know that about equipped lifting. They think you can just throw this stuff on and you will lift more. Um, but it's, it's actually like an entirely different game. I like to describe it like chess and checkers or like NASCAR and formula one. Okay. Right. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Like two different, like they're kind of the same premise. They're both cars or they're both like a board game that are kind of sort of similar ish, Yeah. but they're two very different strategies and you need two different skill sets to, to do both of them. I love that. Can yeah. you can you like sort of jump in just kind of a little bit of an overview because I'm I'm actually not very familiar with equipped powerlifting. I've always seen 
probably raw or classic, meaning that the only equipment that I've really seen have been like knee sleeves and belts mm-hmm. has basically been the most equipment that I've seen mm-hmm. in terms of lifting. Um, so would you mind kind of going into that a little bit more, like the different strategies or tactics between equipped powerlifting and classic or raw lifting? Sure, sure. Um, so when you're looking at raw powerlifting, um, obviously you can do stuff to optimize your strength mm-hmm. and you can do stuff to optimize your, your like the best chance you have to get that lift. So mm-hmm. things like position and form and all of that kind of stuff. Um, in equipped powerlifting, that's like 20, like 20 fold. Like you have to, okay. like there's so many different elements and pieces that could go terribly wrong or could go terribly great. And it's almost like you're always walking a little bit on a knife edge. Um, one good example is, I think we could probably take the squat, for example. There are a lot of different ways that, from a position, a form position, that you can squat raw, that mm-hmm. you change, and that works for your best body type. Mm-hmm. Same is true for powerlifting equipment. Same is true for like the equip side of things. But what you would do when you're training, if you're an equipped powerlifter, for example, is you would start to train elements in areas where like the resistance equipment that you're wearing like no longer gives you anything. Okay. So for example... Um, for like a half squat or like if I just did like the top part of a squat, I'm probably like wicked strong in that top half of the squat because all I train and a lot of what I train is that like that top piece of it, for example, because a lot of the resistance comes in the bottom half. Okay. So we do a lot of things like I'll do, um, reverse banded squats. So the bands will be kind of at the top of the cage. I'll Mm -hmm. wrap them up around the bar and then I'll do my squat. So the bottom of the squat is less weight the top of the squat's very heavyweight got it and i'll do that with like 200 kilos on the bar raw just me nice. so the bottom of the squat's probably 140 150 yeah with the, the top of the squat the is 200 kilos so. and so you kind of train that train that difference and that is similar to the experience of equipped lifting um i mean the equipment will throw you around a lot more than the bands will but yeah. it's, it's a similar you get the mentality of it that's so Mm-hmm. I, and so we were talking a little bit a couple of weeks ago about band work and I do love, I do love band work. I love and hate band work, mind <laughs> you, but banded work. And it's funny that with powerlifting and squatting, working on the equipped aspect of it, the bands are coming from the top and holding the barbell from the top. Whereas with my lifts, the bands are coming from the bottom mm-hmm. and I have to basically like push it up out of the bottom, which is yeah. absolutely terrifying. Can we talk about this? It still hasn't gotten old. Lifting the thing up over your head. Wildly terrifying. While it's banded to the stupid ground. <laughs> like how scary is that? That is absolutely insane. I've, I've had a similar similar experiences where like you take the bar out and like the bands are there and you're just like, am I, am, am I going to survive this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> It is like legitimate fear. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, there's no question. Um, we do so. We do kind of the other sides of bands that you do as well. Oh yeah, okay. in equip lifting, just for training as well, just for for funsies, because why not? And it makes everything a little bit more difficult. So it's good to kind of train. I think on a regular basis, the opposite of what you're optimizing for. That kind of like conjugate method in order to work your muscles in different ways. Love it. So we do some of that reverse stuff as well, and I think. The best is like when you're at a gym and like you're not really used to the equipment there and you've like got like your bands wrapped around your bar and they're like attached to three dumbbells and you've got a box there because you're doing box banded stuff and you've got the pins up and all this kind of stuff and it looks like you've got this like funky, you're like using every piece of equipment, equipment in the, the gym, gym just for yes. like a single squat. <laughs> I love it. It's it's like all the gear and no idea kind it's of hundred percent Except hopefully we have an idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I just, I, it's the I same, same with the same as well. Thing. And yeah, yeah. sometimes we'll do it as well to help, I'll do it to help some of my T-Rex athletes if they they have certain sort of gaps totally. it, that need to be filled. So, for example, um, one of my T-Rex athletes has her chest coming forward a lot when she squats. Mm. And so we'll have her banded to the squat rack. And 
kind of pulling her forward nice. already in the squat. Okay. So she's she like, fight she's back. forced, yeah, she's forced to keep her chest up to pull against the bands. And to be honest, having her do this for, for you know, a good couple sets, we're, we're talking like reps of like eight oh to 10 God. plus. You're, you're poor athletes. I know, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm brutal. Uh, but great. <laughs> You want to get strong, Julia Krause, everybody. <laughs> if you want to squat well, like, come on. So, but that, because of that. So, but it's just muscle memory. So mm-hmm. to be honest, the weight on the bar isn't terribly high, mm-hmm. but it's about the form and 100%. it's about her having to push against the bands to keep her chest up. And after doing that repeatedly, muscle memory is a thing, y'all. Mm-hmm. Training those muscles to do the thing over repetition, like, will help you do the thing better when you don't have to fight against the bands. So That's 100% right. We did it a bunch, took the bands off. Lo and behold, she squats with her chest up. 100%. Yeah. Drama, mischief managed. <laughs> <laughs> drama solved. Drama solved. Mischief managed. Mischief I think managed. that's so important. And I think there's there's so many things out there. There's so many, like, ways to lift out there where people just, like, go in and they max out and they just hammer it. And they're not really focused on, like, actually the building aspect yes. of the lifting. And the building aspect is what gets you to be good at it. Yes. Like, originally, the newbie gains are great. You can max out every single week. It's fantastic. Good luck. See you in three years because that's all it's going to last. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And it's, it's so putting that building effort in actually takes a lot of, I think, mental willingness and strength, um, but also just a, a little bit of humility and, and a lot of research and engagement with like what you want to do because doing sets of eight by eight on band it's squats. not eight by eight it's, it's like three by eight all right. saying, i'm not right. a monster <laughs> i have some semblance of compassion somewhere 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 there i don't know where heart. but i hear it exists yeah, you, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> i know it's in there deep 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 down <laughs> i'm kidding guys she's the best um so maybe not eight by eight but five by eight but it takes a lot of effort this past training cycle i have the it's only four by eight, but it's extra wide sumo deadlifts. And so oh, imagine nice. you, you you put the plates on. Not normally. You kind of put like two clips at the end of the bar. Then you put the plates on. So your feet should be like touching the plate. So it's like yeah. extra wide. You're like yeah. in the middle of a split. And it was four by eight of those. And just really like hammering form over and over and over again. I'm 10 years in. I'm still hammering form. Yeah. It's just how it goes. I'm sorry. It goes. One more time for those in the back. I am 10 years in. And I'm still hammering forms. How it goes. It's Thank you. how it goes. Thank you. And I tell you, you'll mess it up every year. There'll be something new that you're not doing right. you got to hammer the form again. Seriously. That's how it goes. I love it. So obviously, so Christy does powerlifting, which is squats, bench, and deadlift. And then I do Olympic lifting, which is snatches and clean and jerks. And it is quite funny about the 10 years in hammering different forms and things because I had a session with one of my other athletes and she's like, oh, like, what are you working on? You know, what are you doing in your session tomorrow? And I go, well, clean and jerks. And she's like, don't you do that every Friday? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. (laughs) But doesn't it get boring? Honestly, no, no, it doesn't. Because there's always something new to like, like tinker around with totally there's always something that can be improved it's it's constantly chasing sort of the betterment of the lift or the betterment of the form or higher numbers or whatever but it's it's the process of it as well a hundred percent it's the process i couldn't agree with you more um and I'm, I'm with you. Like, I've, literally for the last 10 years, every week I've squatted, benched, and I've deadlifted. Every week, maybe four times a week, every week for the last 10 years. Seriously. It's just, it's a part, it's it's what you do. But uh, it's good. It, it is really enjoyable. And you can, like, throw in variations. I'm really into the variations. My coach loves the West Side Barbell Method, which is, like, all the variations, all of the chains, all of the bands, the front squats, the box squats, the speed squats, the wrap squats, literally nice. everything. And so... Nice. There's not a single week that, or not a single block of program that looks the same, which is good. It, I like that. It, you're still squatting 
four, three, four times a week, but yeah. you don't feel like you are. <laughs> that, that's interesting, and that's something to think about for, like, people who work, work out a lot or other PTs as well. Mm. You know, there can be variations of a theme. 100%. Right? You know, you can squat, but there's so many different squat variations. Absolutely. There's ways to keep it fluid. There's ways to keep it interesting. Exactly. you got, like, front squats. You can do overhead squats, reverse banded squats, regular banded squats, box squats, pause squats. My most recent ones, I've been had this uh, in my program. It was, like absolutely killed me the first few weeks I'm now used to it six by four double pause rack squats and so you all you go all the way down yeah you're in depth pause on the rack you've got the rack but double pause you're sitting there and it almost looks like your video has paused when you take a look <laughs> at it like it's buffering but it's not oh, it's just you you're just down there, forever. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> down there left to oh, die left to die exactly <laughs> and then you come up you do that for three more reps and by the end of it I uh I tell you it absolutely destroys my soul but it's great and <laughs> Every week I get a little bit better at it, and it's it's fantastic. But that's another variation of squat, for example. You talking about the squats, is, it just reminded me of that scene in Forrest Gump with the guy, and he's talking about <laughs> shrimp, and it's like popcorn shrimp, grilled <laughs> shrimp, <laughs> shrimp combo, <laughs> fried shrimp. <laughs> so that's you. That's me. That's me. Squats. That's about my squats. Front squats, back squats, squats gumbo gum shrimp, fried gumbo shrimp. squats, fried squats. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, exactly, exactly. Uh, Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> All right. So we are hopping over to the next section, which is called Jim Beef, a.k.a. Beefcake. <laughs> and so I love it and I'm not sorry. I'm no, not 100%. We're keeping beefcake for the rest Literally of the Literally all I want to be in my life is a beefcake. You know what I mean? I want to be walking down the street and goes, that's a beefcake. It's- she lifts weights. Do you see her muscles? I see her muscles. Yes. Beefcake. Yes. That's. I look at my legs and that's what I think. I'm like, Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the stage now with my quads where it's, sorry, this is a total side Beautiful definition. Thank sorry, you. folks, you can't see what Thank I'm seeing, you. but it's just gorgeous. <laughs> night, I shaved them last night, too. Oh, just great. me, too. Go. Yeah, oh, look at nice and soft. Yay. <laughs> um, but, so I was thinking about that. Like, it's actually getting hard to, like, shave my thighs because of the divots in your quad muscles. I hear you. Right? It's, like, hard to get, get maneuver around those bad boys. I hear you. Yeah. Or it just starts to, like, take longer and longer to shave your legs because you're so legs are spinning. <laughs> I was the, the other week I was like wow I could have sworn like this used to be like a very quick process but now it's like the leg just never stops <laughs> the surface area the surface has area. doubled at least like literally there's there's that's not even an exaggeration <laughs> oh my god okay good. so we're progressing beefcake uh, 100% beefcake 100% grade a beefcake so <laughs> um my I the one I want to talk about today I can't even look at you I'm gonna start I'm sorry yeah again. no that's fine <laughs> um <laughs> Beefcakes. <laughs> okay, so the beefcake that I want to talk about with you is, I still can't look at you, is um, people who, like, max out all the time in their training. Ugh. People who just, like, are constantly pushing for the one rep max. It's like every other week they're maxing out. It's all about ego lifting mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. of just chasing high numbers, chasing high numbers, chasing high numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's get the political side over with first. Uh, there is... Probably some, and I know that there actually, I know that there's so there's some like scientific backing mm. to say that in certain instances it does make sense to push yourself to like push those one limit maxes. I know of a couple people who have been or are at this kind of this, a similar level that I am that train in a similar way, yeah, and or have trained in a similar way and are still doing fine, yeah, and that's great. We're not talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair. We're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that. What we're gonna talk about instead, I think, is probably gonna be the people that uh, really don't know what's up mm. and just like wanna go into the gym. Form is 
wildly questionable. Um, and they're just like throwing as much weight as they possibly can put on the bar because they want to be able to go tell all of their bros or all of their lady bros that lady they bros? Like, <laughs> lady bros that they oh squatted. God, we're lady like, bros. Though, we're totally so lady bros. I mean, it's not. We could just be bros, though. Sorry, I'm just like throwing in female terminology. You can be whatever. And I'm just so sorry. Whatever. We can be whatever. I, I identify as she, her. So lady bro, I feel lady like bro. It's she bro. She bro. Her bro. I love it. Okay. She bro. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> she bro. So she goes to tell her she bro that they squatted like four plates. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or or whatever that is. So um, it's those folks that just like totally grind my gears. And especially when they think that they are the best people in the entire freaking planet and they know everything that they're possibly doing. And not that I would ever go up to someone and be like, hey, let me correct your form because everybody, not cool. Yeah. Le- unless, unless someone's like about to like crush themselves and you go and offer them a savior spot kind of vibe. Okay fine but like outside of that unsolicited advice yeah usually not that that used to drive me crazy Uh, especially like commercial gyms and stuff that's like i get it like as a pt you want to like show your value you i mean but you're like qualified yeah 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 (laughs) that's like a different but even even then you don't want to come in all guns blazing like super hot being like true Hey, like blah 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 blah. You want to come in with a soft approach yeah. with it, and I it drives me crazy when I see and a lot of people will come in like hard guns blazing, shots fired, like totally. your squat form is terrible. I know all the ways to fix it, like smash smash smash. Work with me as a PT. And yeah. it's just like it's so unnecessarily 100%. aggressive. Anyway, so don't don't form check people in the gym, especially if you're some rando person. Please don't do that. There's actually professionals that do that. And even if you are a professional, please do it with some relative professionalism and decorum. Thank you, Shebro. That was wildly well said. (laughs) (laughs) No problem, Shebro. What do you think about all of the people out there who are just like maxing out every single day and just like throwing their lives in form? God. Okay. Well, the form thing is a tragedy in and of itself. Mm. Like, Please do things with proper form. I'm such a form, like, crazy person. I actually, some of my athletes, I still haven't allowed to max out yet on their lifts. good, Jewel. Yeah. Very nice. Very good, yeah. Because their form isn't quite where it needs to be. And, and, you know, we're still kind of chipping away. And, and again, I hear that because the, the ego boost and the confidence that is achieved from maxing out. Guys, I get it. I'm a lifter as well. I love to max out. I love to just you know, uh-huh. throw it out there and be like, <laughs> ah, let's go. Um, I get oh, that. She bros. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. But also there's a time and place. And mm-hmm. if that form isn't up to par, you're just going to end up hurting yourself. And to be honest, you're potentially risking taking yourself out of the fitness equation for long periods of time. And guess what? You're not going to get to max out there either. Yeah. If you hurt your whatever, trying to go for your one rep max on your squat and you fuck it up, like you're going to potentially be out of the game for a long time and you're not going to be one rep maxing anytime soon. And that includes rehab time mm-hmm. for whatever injury you've done yeah. to yourself. Yeah, that's a, that's a hundred percent right. And I mean, a lot, a lot of times when we first start training a lot, a lot of lifting has to do with like your central nervous system, right? And yes, making sure. Is, yeah. yeah, exactly. Go, <laughs> do you want to jump in? No, 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 go, no, go, go. You're going to know a lot more about this than I. But a lot of it has to do with your central nervous system. Um, and when you're maxing out, you're essentially testing your central and bringing your central nervous system to essentially the, the, essentially the central nervous system. Wow, that's like a lot of words, sorry. You're bringing your CNS, essentially, to its maximum effort and its maximum point on a regular basis. So if you're doing that over and over and over again, you'll also see impacts, theoretically, probably, in the other parts of your life. You'll probably feel a little bit more tired, you probably won't feel as focused. There are a lot of things. Brain fog. Brain fog is another really big piece to it. Mm And honestly, if you look at some of the best lifters that are out there, at least in equipped lifting, and I don't know as much about classic, so someone else feel free to jump in. Oh. There's nobody here. Great. We'll talk about equipped. 
<laughs> well, I don't see any classic powerlifters out there. Um, Tony's here. We love you, Tony. Oh, yeah, You're doing Tony. Great. Great. Hi, Tony. Tony, do you have any thoughts on classic lifting? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I should, okay, let me I, focus. I only learned what it was 10 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, good. All right, here you go. Um, so, some of the best people in equipped lifting and, and the people that are winning year after year after year after year. They're, they're like in their 30s, they're in their 40s, or they've been doing it for 15, 20 years. And do you think they're maxing out every week? Hell no. No. Hell no. They're not pushing themselves to limit every single week. I mean, especially in equipped lifting, it adds a whole other element. And not, you're 100% frying your CNS on a yeah, regular basis. Just, yeah, exactly. You can't do that always. In fact, most equipped lifters only jump into their equipment, you know, on a, well, yeah, most equipped lifters that I know only jump into their equipment maybe two, three times tops before a competition. That's it. We don't actually train equipped. We just train for it. So... That was a bit of a, a, a side a side chat there. But all in all to say, it's very important to take care of your CNS. And maxing out on a regular basis does not do that. I'm going to hand it over to the professional now because she might have some more stuff to say on this. <laughs> I, I stand by that 100%. So that, that was the other bit that I was going to discuss mm-hmm. was, was exactly was frying your central nervous system. Because, again, just, just reiterating what Christy just said, uh, very lovely herself. Um you know, you are max. You're during a max out session. You are using sort of every fiber in your being. All of the neurons in your brain are firing. All of your muscles are firing. Every fiber of your being is being utilized to lift that bar up. And when you're doing that, it's putting your body under a significant amount of stress. Um, putting your body under that much stress frequently is is never going to be a good thing, right? Everybody think about times where you've been severely under stress consistently for long periods of time you have burnt out right you have suffered you've maybe gotten sick you've maybe had some you know mental mental problems as well like you know something's got to give here yeah you you can't continue to put your body under serious stress for consistently without having to sort of pay up afterwards you have to let it ebb and flow yeah yeah, I think that's a good way to say it. And if you want, if you want to be in the sport for a long time, if you want to keep lifting for a long time, if you want to have that longevity and be able to get to a place where you can say that you're a ten-time X champion or five-time X champion, you, like you need it. You need to take. <laughs> you, you need to take it not easy, but you you got to listen to your body and you got to do you got to do what's right. And maxing out on a regular basis, not on a regular basis, but on a weekly basis, daily basis, is just not. It's not going to do good for you. And just in terms of like street cred and personal development. <laughs> I would like to say that, like, patience pays off, mm-hmm. right? Having the maturity to work towards a goal patiently, consistently, mm-hmm. and sustainably mm-hmm. is going to have a much better payoff in the long run than jumping the gun too soon and jumping that gun too soon over and over and over again. That's 100% right. That's 100% right. And when you're in it for such a long time, you're going to have the ups and downs. You're going to have the ebbs and the flows. And you're going to want to look for, okay, what's the quick fix? How can I just throw this in here? How can I possibly Who push doesn't it love forward? a quick fix? Who doesn't love a quick fix? <laughs> but you'll never find them in lifting. You yeah. might find the first couple of years, newbie gains are great. That will stop. That's how it goes. Yeah. It'll stop. Your body will get used to it. And you're going to make new adjustments. And you're going to have to work as hard as hell for every single kilo you put on that bar. Yeah. Um, and it takes a lot of patience. Love it. Actually. Awesome. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> So, um, I've heard you bring up this term a few times now during this podcast, and I'd like to discuss it with you. What are newbie gains? (laughs) (laughs) Newbie gains. Oh, I wish I still had them. (laughs) Oh my God, I dream of the newbie gains days. So, when you first start lifting, ollie lifting, I think it's probably going to be the same. Any, Any kind of ollie lifting is Olympic lifting. Sorry, folks. Um, or power lifting. Yeah. Or um, just generally going to the gym and lifting weights. Yeah. 
just gymming, just gymming in general, your essentially your strength progress and your muscle development is usually pretty rapid in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, Your body is excited about it. It's pumped. It's starting to fill out muscles. Muscles are starting to grow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And you get to a place where in the first year or two, your like trajectory, if you're maxing out or if you are, you have some kind of measures or tests is relatively pretty rapid. It looks a bit like one of those hockey stick mm-hmm. vibes, right? Just mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's pretty rapid. It's pretty upwards. Um, and it usually only lasts for a number of years. Um, if you go out of the sport, you come back into the sport, you do normally have some kind of period of like early gain again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd call it a newbie gain. Maybe you have like newbie gains for like a couple months, but it would definitely not be as it was in, in the beginning. Gain recovery gain re- recovery gains yeah re- i don't know something. mid mid career gains i don't know <laughs> coming back from break gains <laughs> <laughs> i like that one yeah. there you go sabbatical gains sabbatical oh, gains oh that's, that's a, a good, good one. one i coined that thanks nice. um <laughs> 2022 chris is better <laughs> thanks so much i can use it <laughs> i give permission um sabbatical gains so so you will you'll still get those as you progress in lifting, it becomes harder and harder to essentially continuously progress and continuously get stronger and stronger. You have to change up the way that your muscles are being used. You have to come up with new ways and new elements and areas in order to test them and to drive them um, in order to keep your body essentially continuing to gain muscle over and over again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And so the newbie gains period is before all of that starts. Um, And it's just a terminology. I, I started lifting in college um, and there's lots of terminologies in university powerlifting teams. It's I'm it's sure. um, tons, and it was it was just one of them. Newbie gains, and it. uh, it's also I think a relatively common term. I, gains. I love the concept of newbie gains mm. because it's so encouraging, and especially if yes. you're new to the if you're new to lifting, if you're new to gymming in general, like you will see progress very quickly. Like and and across the board as well, you'll see progress in your upper body. You'll see progress in your lower body. You know, speed, strength, yep. all those things. Like, it's so nice. I love newbie gains. And <laughs> so, it, and it happens to all of us. So recently, I've taken up ollie lifting now for the past, like, year, Ooh. I would say. I've been ollie lifting yeah, for the past year. Yeah, right, yeah. And, you know, I've dabbled before in powerlifting, as, mm-hmm. as, as you very well know. Oh, she had a lot of newbie gains during that period as well. All the newbie gains. <laughs> and, and so the concept is, was it just, like, I was working on ollie lifting and I had a little bit of a transitional period in like my personal life. And so I was using the ollie lifting newbie gains to give me confidence um, outside of the gym. And we talked, we talked last week about confidence, building confidence in the gym, equating to confidence being there outside of the gym as well. And, and that was very much the case with me. I had a bunch of newbie gains, which gave me a lot of self-confidence in the gym. And that's encouraged me to, do things in my personal life outside of the gym yes. because I felt so confident. So my thing was I'm taking the newbie gain train all the way to confidence town. Oh my God. I love that. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. That you need to coin, right? That right. You need to Ride coin. that newbie T-Rex gain train. training. Newbie gain train all the way to confidence town and yes. just live in that town as oh long as you can. Oh, Jules. Oh my God. <laughs> so this is like everything that I love about lifting and everything that I love about lifting for women, like so specifically. When I first moved over to England, I moved to Bristol. Um, I was doing my master's and I started lifting at this gym and there were not many women at this gym. I was yeah. like, there was like maybe one other female powerlifter. I didn't see many, I didn't engage with many. 
So I started a club. I called it the Deadlift Divas. It was oh, adorable. Love it. Um, and I had a ton of girls coming. We started, like, collecting people through my master's, through friends, through all this kind of stuff. We ended up at a point where we had, like, one or two sessions running a week, like 25, 50 girls kind of within the group, all that kind of stuff. And so many of these women had never touched a barbell in their life. Yeah. And they show up for a couple of weeks and they gain some of these newbie gains, the confidence gains. <sighs> and I think a part of the newbie gains, which we don't really talk about much, is just like the the ability to, I think, mentally convince yourself that you can do the thing. Yes. Do you know what I mean? We can do hard things, y'all. Yes. We oh talked about God. this last week. You do hard things in the gym. You do hard things out of the gym. 100%. You teach your brain and body and soul that you can do the hard things. Yes. Absolutely. Keep going. And there are so many of these women who would come up and we'd have like, you know, we'd obviously start off slow. We'd teach them all the form, all that kind of stuff. We'd get to like deadlifting, form would be good enough. And I'd start to put some weight on. Mm-hmm. We'd get to... 50 kilos, 60 kilos, 70 kilos, 80 kilos. And some of these women, before they would step up to the bar, they were just like, I'm not sure I can do this. This is my body weight, or it's less than my body weight, it's more than whatever. Or this just, you know, like, I, like I, I know I'm not going to be able to do this. I could never possibly deadlift 60 kilos or whatever yeah. it is. And we go up to the bar, we work all the way up, we progress up nicely to it, and I give them a little pep talk. I'm like, you can do this. Trust yourself, believe in yourself. And it flies off the floor. And they're like, what? Did I just do that? Yes, you did that. Now put some more weight on the bar. <laughs> I love it. I love <laughs> do you know what I mean? And that just and for them, in a similar experience to you, for a lot of them, there was they were there were also a lot of life transitions that were happening. Yeah. And it gave them for a lot of people courage to make those transitions or to make it through those transitions. And that was so powerful. And it was one of like the best things that I think I've done in my life was run that type of group and engage that 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 group of women. They're awesome. Oh, I love that so much. And oh. I, it's just wonderful. Oh. I just think it's great. I know. I know. I need to I need to start something up again like it. Because it's oh, just it's just beautiful. The newbie gained thing, the mental confidence, it's all a huge piece. Newbie gain train all the way to confidence town. Chew, motherfucking chew. <laughs> <laughs> Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> so, um, we <laughs> Nothing, I'm waiting. You go ahead. Okay, so I know that you have a a very special competition coming up. La-la. You have the Arnold's coming up, don't you? I do, the Arnold Sports Festival. Oh my gosh, tell me more about it. I totally will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. So it is on the 23rd of September. Okay. It's a Friday. That's so soon. Woohoo! Oh my god. <laughs> Panic. <sighs> no, it's going to be great. You're going to be amazing. Um, it, I was part of it last year as well, which is really great. The Arnold Sports Festival, it happens in a couple cities around the world. Um, This is the second time it's happening here in the United Kingdom. It's Mm -hmm. up in Birmingham in the NEC. Um, And it's the other place that happens happens in Ohio, which is where it was originally started, I believe. Fact check that one. As well as uh, there's one that happens in Spain, the Arnold Europe, etc. And it's a very big sports festival. And... um, when you go to essentially like a huge convention center, like full of like different types of activities, you have like cheerleading happening and Muay Thai and like bodybuilding and boxing and all this kind of cool stuff. And the International Powerlifting Federation hosts an international competition at the Arnold. And um, you, it's usually selected, you know, the top certain number of athletes in the world are invited to, to go. Mm-hmm. And the host country, so in this instance, United Kingdom, mm-hmm. gets to put forward their top, I think it's six female athletes and six male athletes so. of which you are yes <laughs> yes of course yes. um which they is lucky exciting. to have you on their team girl i'm Ain't saying right, girl? Oh, they're all great we're all great we have a great time you guys are all great you guys it's are just, just so fun everyone's friendly it's just wonderful what a fun sport honestly people are the 
bomb.com. Um, I haven't said that since like the early 2000s. <laughs> I need to We're say that again. It. We're going to roll with it. Bomb.com, you guys. You're all at bomb.com. Did anyway. we just age ourselves a little bit? Maybe. Shh. Are we going to keep down. it rolling? Yeah, yes, we're going to keep 100%. it rolling. Can you see my gray hairs? No, you're fine. Okay. You're beautiful. <laughs> aging, aging gracefully. Aging gracefully. Yeah, I love it. Um, so yes, that's happening in in a couple weeks, which I'm super, super excited about. Um, last year's was so much fun. I'd never lifted in front of such a big crowd. It was like thousands and thousands of people and people were cheering you on. And it was like a lot of powerlifting competitions, maybe not a lot, but a good chunk are like in community halls. Okay. Yeah. With like, you know, the three, the three neighbors from, from down the yeah. hall cheering you on. It can be that way or it can be much bigger and more engaging. And Arnold's is definitely on that side of things. So it's a really exciting one to be part of because... Um, it's very external, it's very public facing, and you get that kind of thrill of the crowd that really spurs you on. That's awesome. I love that. So it is so as you said, it is a big competition. There's a lot of people there, a lot of eyes on you, you know, people watching. How do you deal with like the pressure and the mindset and like the training prep? Tell me about like your mind going into like big comps like this. What are you thinking? What are you working on? What are you working through? Ooh, tell that. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to see the inside of my mind. No, I'm kidding. It's um, it's dark and scary. It's dark, it's dark and scary. There's a lot going on. In Why there. are there clowns everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, don't 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 shout too loudly. They'll make the clowns. Anyway, <clears throat> beep beep. <laughs> oh, everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> so, tell me more about your mindset for the Arnold. Yes, great question, Jules. So. Um, Inside my brain is a total uh, banana show sometimes, but <laughs> banana, banana show. show, absolute banana show. Um, but it is, it's taken a really long time to kind of get to this place and I'm not really fully there. I got to tell you that. So in terms of what the mentality looks like, there is a good amount of pressure, but it's all like self-imposed pressure. Okay. Like a lot of times in powerlifting, I feel a lot of pressure to like compete against the people and to do really well. But at the end of the day, a lot of it is just competing against myself. There's very rare instances where I personally find myself in a position where I am two, five, 10 kilos away from a position that I really desperately want and want to push myself and drive myself towards it. Mm -hmm. If I'm in that position, I will always go for it. I'll always push for the medal, always push for the win, whatever it is. Yeah. But there are a lot of times where people are just stronger than you. Yeah. And there's a position where you just need to focus on yourself and do the best you possibly can do. Mm -hmm. I love that. Really interesting in powerlifting because it is such, it is, especially quit powerlifting, is a team sport. You need a group of people to be around you to be able to succeed. And Mm -hmm. you're also scored on these international competitions as a team. Yeah. So the women's British team, for example, placed... I didn't think you compete as a team. I didn't know you're scored as a team. Yeah, you're scored as a, yeah, you're scored as a team. So depending on where you... Essentially, depending on where you end up in your weight class, you bring your your team points, yeah, and then your your score as a team. So that's that's a consideration as well. And there's pressure to like want to make sure that you're doing best as possible for your team. Yes, but again, it all comes down to you, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of that has to do then with your own mentality of how you approach stress and mm-hmm. how you approach engaging with things. And for me, I kind of had this aha moment around this time last year as well, when I was thinking about preparing for the Arnold's. I was feeling really stressed. I really wanted to do very well. I knew there were a lot of people that were coming. I had family flying over from the United States to actually be there, which was really wonderful. Um, and I had had the previous couple of competitions, some not great competitions. Yeah. Um, I had a situation where you do something called bombing out, where you don't actually make any of your lifts of one particular um, yeah. event. And it can be really stressful. It was on the world stage. I'd flown all the way to Dubai <laughs> to oh, really? do this lift and I bombed out. And it was 
it happens to everybody, yeah. but it was something that weighed on me because I didn't do my best and that yeah. bothered me. Mm-hmm. So I had to actually process through that from a, a mental lens and really get to a place where I got back to the root of why I was lifting. Mm-hmm. And it was because it made me happy. Fucking shocker. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I just kind of got lost in the training and the prep and the competition and all this kind of stuff. And when I started to remember that actually this does make me happy and, you know, sense checked, does this still make me happy? Yes. That's yes. when things started to change for me. So going into this competition at the Arnold, that's like a really big piece for me is allowing myself to be comfortable and be happy and enjoy the experience. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that is when I know I will lift my best. Nice. That coupled along with making sure training's on point and the weight's on point and the food's on point and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Controlling the variables. Controlling the variables puts me in the best possible position. Nice. If I go in comparing myself to others, compa- saying, oh, you know, I really want this number, this number, blah, 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 I often psych myself out. And so for me, it's number one goal, being happy. I've got a couple of sub goals of like, okay, I'd love to take the squat record at the Arnold's. That's mm-hmm. 227 in the UK right now. And I've got 230 under my belt. I'm yeah. going to take it, right? Yeah. So that's a sub goal. Awesome. But if I get 225, this is a little PB, I'm going to be happy with that. That's great. And I got to, so it's about kind of, for me, rearranging those priorities at this point nice um and i'm sure next year my mentality will be different but this is what works for me this year cool i love that and going back into a little bit about it making you happy and stuff we have a uh a running theme on this show is uh find your why and sort of Mm. why are you on your specific journey of health and fitness why are you on this journey um so you know, so my why is once again, I never want my body to be a limitation for the things that I want to do. If I want to run, jump, hike, swim, you know, do whatever I want, I can. Um, and my body is always supplementing my desires to do the things. Mm. So what is your why on your specific journey of health and fitness? Oh, good question. Um, for me, it started off, uh, as a mechanism to like rehab. I was a runner and I had hurt my knee and my hip and I just wanted to start lifting to make myself feel better. Nice. But I realized that it had given me more confidence and more feeling of empowerment than I'd ever had in my entire life. You know what I mean? I, I just that. like my body, which I always felt uncomfortable in because it was always too big compared to everybody else and all that kind of stuff, which is like ridiculous. But you know, 16, 18, what do you do? This is the yeah. society, this is the world. Yeah. Um, and these are the feelings that I had. And I finally got to use it for something good. At least that's how I felt about it. I was like, wow, look at what I can do. Look at my muscles. Look how cool this is. And that just drove me into the sport. Um, I'm a very competitive person. Mm-hmm. I'm incredibly ambitious yeah. in everything. No, no, Jill's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Wildly <Ugh>. competitive. <laughs> Pretty, I mean, my whole family is like a whole thing. It's oh, a yeah. whole don't don't see us at a joint family spin class. That's all I'm going to say. Seriously. That's all I'm going to say. It's, 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 it's a, a panic. It's a panic. It's, it's very um, stressful. <laughs> <laughs> but very competitive. So that was another thing that I got into it. It was an outlet for my competitive spirit, an outlet for my ambition. I'm the kind of person that I just want to do the best, do the best that I possibly can do at whatever I'm committing myself to. So now my why, there's a lot of happiness. There's a lot of empowerment. It's a lot of who I am as a person now, which is which is great. Um in, in some ways, <laughs> limiting in others. We'll figure that out at some point in the future, but it's right. a huge piece of, it's a huge piece of who I am. And the other why is that I just want to be the best I can be. Now I've got these external goals that I'm just driving towards. I want to take the total record. I want to take the squat record. I want to take the bench record and I'm close. I'm close enough to, to push myself for it. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. And so that's, that's a driver as well now. I love it. Amazing. Thanks for sharing that. That's really yeah. nice. 
Alrighty, so we are going to end this show with our closing hashtag fitness facts. And uh, not as cool as beefcake, but we're getting there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Christy, what what's kind of like one or two things that you would like everybody to know? <laughs> just in general. Just in general. Just just loads of things. Everybody, let's, let's, up, let's up our game. No, start investing? I yeah, that's, I mean, that's huge. Start from day one, everybody. Anyway, um... We should talk, never mind. Yeah, My okay. brain we'll is, get we'll get yeah, there. so fitness facts. Um, the one thing that, that I have learned a lot, and this is like so cheesy, but so important and so true, is like comparison can genuinely be the thief of your own joy and your own journey. Yes. If you continue to look, and I'm so guilty of this, if you continue to look at people around you and continue to compare where you are with they are, and assuming you guys have had the same journey, the same experience, you will not get to appreciate how far you've come and your success, I still sometimes am like, what am I doing with this hobby of mine when I forget the fact that I'm actually an athlete, I'm a six-time national champion, and I deserve to feel like I've earned it all. Do you know what I mean? And you have, and you do. Yeah. It's a lot, it's been a journey, but the comparison piece is like really important to, to shut down. Unless it's a positive driver for you, which I know for some people it is, but for me it's not. I think what I've learned from you today was benching off of the you are only competing against yourself mm. and sort of and kind of akin to that of like stay in your own lane because at the end of the day you're only competing against yourself. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be someone stronger than you. 100%. Always. No question. And if you kind of keep again I hate to say it but like if you sort of stay in your own lane and keep your focus on becoming a better version of you like that's always going to have a bigger and better payoff than beating someone else. Mm. Because who's? it's always going to be more satisfying to beat a shittier version of yourself <laughs> than it is to beat someone else. That's very, very true. And one tip to just add on top of that, keep some videos from your early training days. Yes. Look back at them and go, damn, look how far I've come. Because that is very satisfying. I can agree 100%. I look at videos, old videos of me snatching, and it's horrendous. <laughs> and now I look at current videos, and I think I'm a super badass. And I know As that, you should. And I know that a year from now, I'm going to look at these, these videos, videos and be like, like yeah, oh, my God, I'm so absolutely. cringe. <laughs> Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you, Christy, so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to have you. I've absolutely loved having you. You are just a bundle of fantastic positive energy and every time I hang out with you is like the best day of my life. I love it so much. That's how I feel too. I'm so excited. She, Guys, I'm coming back. There's yeah. No oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we're we're going to have Christy back. So Christy, how can our fans get a hold of you? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you can find me on Instagram if okay. you'd like to. Um, my handle is Forza Civetta, F-O-R-Z-A, little underscore C-I-V-E-T-T-A. Feel free to check it out. You can also email me, I guess. <laughs> But let's stick with Instagram for now. <laughs> My phone number is... 555 555 And as always, guys, if you want to get a hold of me or us, you can get a hold of me at T-Rex Training 20. Uh, that's on Instagram at T-Rex Training 20. You can also get a hold of us for this show at everythinghurtsandimdying.co.uk or ehaid.com. <laughs> if you have any questions, feel free to email us. You can actually email us <laughs> at question or questions at ehaid.com or question or questions at everythinghurtsandimdying.co.uk. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening this week. Uh, it's been so good to have you. It's been so good to have you. Um, I really hope you guys tune in next week because there's definitely more fun to be had here. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching Everything Hurts and I'm Dying. I'm your host, Julia Krause. 
And if you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at question or questions at ehaid.com. That's questions at ehaid.com. You can also check out our website at everythinghurtsandimdying.co.uk or ehaid.com. If you want to get a hold of me, you can check out my Instagram at training 20 That's at training 20 Thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a great rest of your week.